Welcome to The Magic Spark. I'm your host and personal wellness witch, Tandy Gutierrez. This podcast is for the open-hearted magic makers seeking to cultivate consistent self-evolution, or as I like to call it, self-revolution. It aims to be a home base for continually stumbling upon things that ignite the healing spark in you, be that practical or magical. Now, let's see what that spark is for you in today's episode. Hello, my magic makers. You're listening to episode seven. Today is our walk, or is it a skip? through Gemini season and its energies for May 21st to June 21st, 2022. And I feel that I need to add the preface that I am recording this during Mercury retrograde and goddess help us that this goes smoothly because the preparation for it, well, you know how it goes, took longer than anticipated. I will also pull a single tarot card for us, this Gemini season forecast, as well as talk us through some of the attributes, the themes, and the energies of Gemini. I also want to make sure that I say, because I try to say this in all the places in the spaces, that I am not an astrologer. Um, I like to make that very clear distinction because you'll hear different things from astrologers, and I am an intuitive psychic channel. My goal and place and, and way to serve is to channel these energies through and to so that we can all be supported by them. <laughs> so these are, these are the things that want to be heard today and want to be shared with you. Um, as always with our forecasts, you may want to listen more than once. I find it super helpful to listen at the beginning of the cycle, if you can, and again, midway through. And if you're really surfing the energetic waves in a particular season, listen again at the end of the season to see how it all played out for you. Listening multiple times to a reading or forecast is super important as you discover how my particular channeled messages actually play out in your particular life. It also helps our energies sync and aids in your ability to synthesize and utilize these readings rather than just have sound float in one ear and out the other. Oh, can we say Gemini vibes? I want more than anything else for these episodes to serve your personal healing, evolution, and revolution. I want them to matter. I want these offerings to help and sometimes for something to help, it may need a little bit of effort, may need a little bit of practice, and it might need an investment of your time and your energy for the magic to come to fruition. Regardless, I hope you hear your magic spark in this episode. It's here. It may shout, it may whisper, but I know there's some little nugget to move you further into the furthest fullest unfoldment of your soul in this lifetime. Although that may sound a little heavy, but you know, why not swing big? I'm that kind of witch, but at the very least, I hope today's spark contributes to you feeling more of yourself 
than ever before. And as my 15-year-old would say, let's go, is Gemini season. The sun shifts into Gemini on May 21st. A reminder that everyone, Northern and Southern Hemisphere listeners, experience the same energies of the Zodiac at the same time, although our seasons are different. This messaging is for everyone. The energies I channel are for everyone listening. May the sparks fly for us all in this episode. Gemini season offers us the last cycle of spring in the Northern Hemisphere. It is still time to plant seeds. If there's anything new you're considering doing this year, can you plant a seed for it now before we get to the summer solstice? Remember, not every seed that we plant will grow. So it's a good idea to sprinkle a couple more than you may think you need. Now, don't hurry the process. Rushing will never reap long rewards. However, this is the time to check in with yourself. Have you been stalling on something? Are you procrastinating anywhere? Have things just been a lot? Hey, yo, eclipse season and extended Pisces vibes plus Mercury retrograde. And it's maybe felt too heavy, busy, chaotic, exhausting to do anything additional. I get it. The universe gets it. Now it's time to take a breath. And then check in. What little seed might you plant now in this cycle? Though we're still feeling the full moon eclipse as this episode is published, and we'll be navigating the April-May eclipse season, shake out, for the next six months, we are arguably through the thickest of its energies. I know. There's a lot of y'all who want to argue with me about that. Um, Your plot twist, the thing you did not see coming, or your breakthrough, aha, or a seemingly quiet and subtle yet epic new understanding of long-standing issues earnestly has probably already happened. Now, what do you think of them? Are you getting them rooted? and spinning them into manifestation healing gold? Or are you overthinking them, spiraling in cerebral capoeira, dancing, striking, yet never connecting and just wearing yourself out? This eclipse season has been leading us through the hallways of release, clarity, getting real, wanting us to make more mature, elevated 3D decisions in order to get more magical in what we can heal, receive, or generate in this lifetime. It's not small. This eclipse season has walked us straight up to the threshold of big abundant transitions and says, here you are. I brought you to the doorstep. Now it's up to you to walk through the gateway. Will you, or will you stand in freeze mode or even turn around and walk back and stick with what's been little shout out to eclipse season. It's up to you, boo. There's a risk for reward 
and the leap that is required in order to fly. This eclipse season's energy has really worked us for reveals. It has highlighted that the things we cerebrally understand as our wounds, traumas, and shadows, or wishes, wants, and goals aren't actually what we think they are. This eclipse season has offered us the sneaky, quiet, small threads sewn into our subconscious programming that are actually our personal soul truths. These can be reveals of blessings just as much as the source of what keeps us small in unworthiness and lack mindset or fear. What we thought might be a part of the truth, but it's not the whole truth. Our heart's desires may have been revealed. And the truth of what we want may be different than what our head brain thought we wanted prior to eclipse season. This eclipse season, interestingly, has offered us a lovely segue to Gemini season because Gemini has so much to do with what we think, how we process our thoughts, how thoughts become or don't become actions and shifts of opinions, as well as changes in decisions, all in the midst of Mercury retrograde. Now, I want to be honest about this episode. It took me longer to map it for you all because there are so many layers swirling right now. And as I record this, we are really on the cusp of the next eclipse. And so it feels noisy. But if we follow it step by step and really take these nuggets, we're being offered so much release, meaning burned karma, baggage dropped, shit we've been repeating for how many lifetime cycles can really be let go of here. It's an important period of time, right? So What was revealed in eclipse season, clearly we're going to be working with in Gemini season, and it may be some work to not overthink what comes next. It may take some effort to not gaslight ourselves or to simply just not forget what we've just discovered, right? What Gemini often does, and I promise I'm not coming for you, Gemini's, is overworks you know, it overthinks. It's like sometimes Gemini just overcomplicates things, makes it too fancy and cerebral. Sometimes it's just super basic. Okay. So between the transitions of Taurus season, eclipse season, Mercury retrograde, and we move into Gemini, there is a lot of potential with when you're listening to this for things to feel confused, distorted, And the goal is always to come back to center, to find an anchor, to be able to move through empowered decisions, even when we don't like the choices that we have in order to get to better, more healing, more peace, more calm, more abundance. Oh, and oh my goodness, more joy. But here we go. We dive into Gemini because there's no way out but through, right? So here's the next portion of our path that we are to travel through. 
Gemini is an exalted duality. The twins of the Zodiac. The talkers, sometimes two-faced, obsessed with gathering information and can change on a dime. Gemini is willing to change their mind based on new information and new experiences. Gemini has the capacity to truly transmute information into wisdom and spread the truth if they can get grounded long enough to do so. They are all things communication, talking, writing, reading, messaging, likes, and reshares. <laughs> it's time to get connected to others in Gemini season, to be open to new perspectives and insight and share the insight you've got while being willing to be wrong, put things into play, and aim for integration. It's not a simple season, y'all. Just remember, try not to get lost in Gemini energy just because you hear it or you say it don't make it true. Gemini's true lesson in this lifetime is wisdom. To take information it has, make a decision, have an experience with the information and decision, and then generate wisdom based on these three components. Info, decision, experience. Gemini, a swirling expansion of limitless air, needs some sort of container in order to exhibit its highest good in this lifetime. Gemini needs grounding above all else. It's time to get into nature, to check and double check facts, do your research, read a book, book on paper, meditate get on the mat. <laughs> so an embodiment practice consistency is key for my Gemini sun rising and moons, but it's also key for this season for everyone. There is a real like flag here in Gemini season, particularly this year to get uprooted, to get lost, to be led astray and to feel overwhelmed. We'll get more into that as we go. So think of Gemini as helium. It's just gas, right? It's an air sign. Unless it has a balloon and a string, then it's pure magic. I love to talk about Gemini as like the original old school weather balloons, right? Like when helium balloons were invented, it seriously was magic. It was like, okay, there's a basket with this cloth that's been woven together and then there's gas, but we can get in it. And now we can experience different levels of the atmosphere and we can take scientific research and send it back down. And now we can predict the weather, what, right? Gemini is genius in exaltation. In imbalance, Gemini is noise, gossip, indecisiveness, ooh, flaky, immature, and the verbal vomit spiral that has us expending energy, moving words around, giving us the facade of accomplishing something but never actually getting anything done. Gemini can have us gaslit with gorgeous words, thinking that all the swirling talk is productivity. When really we spent the whole day talking, thinking 
around the parameters of the issue and are now exhausted and simply can't go on and therefore stay stuck. Gemini and imbalances swirling air, a squall in the middle of northern winter. Not only can the energy be noisy in imbalance, it can also be nosy. In this season, be careful to mind your own business, stay in your own lane, and be on the lookout for helpers who are actually driving in your lane and potentially pushing you off the road. Boundaries beware in Gemini season. Now, in balance, Gemini is enthusiastic, energetic, adaptable, clever, and intelligent. They're smart as hell. This energy generates the wise, outgoing teachers and masters and free, liberated thinkers, philosophers that will lead others into expansive, joyful mastery of their very own. When they finally move out of quick fix info consumption, memorization, regurgitation, right versus wrong, win versus lose navigation. The brightest beauty of Gemini energy is that they will tell you they believe something one day and the very next tell you they believe something different. That is truly the exact opposite of what they said the day before. And this is not out of flakiness. I mean, in imbalance, sure, they're just running their mouth, but in exaltation, right? This is because they were willing to listen to synthesize, to learn something new that expanded and genuinely shifted their perspective. We could all learn a little more from Gemini. Exalted Gemini energy is duality. Gemini is the yes and two opposite things can exist at the same time and both be true. This is something that as a, gosh, collective, we really need to lean and learn into more and more. We've become incredibly polarized in our thinking and in our navigation. And Gemini says, you don't have to be polarized. The yes and does exist and can cultivate harmony. Gemini marks the season of communication, conversations, writing, learning, educating, reading, messages. It can be so sweetly social and playful. It can also get newsy, noisy, gossipy, messy, and flat out exhausting. I highly encourage you, everyone who's listening right now, to budget your news and social media time in this season. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably a sensitive, creative, healer, psychic, intuitive empath. And the noise that Gemini season in a Mercury retrograde can generate 
on the heels, the smoke and the steam of an eclipse season. It's a lot and it is exhausting. So make sure that you take timeouts and that you're monitoring and really like checking in with the vessel. How does my body feel right now? And how can I replenish it? Okay. Gemini season, it is the time to connect with others, right? So as much as we're saying like budgeting our time, it is a time to connect and to expand where we may have been stuck. It's a time to share what we've got, plant that brilliant idea while being willing to be wrong. It's a time to put things into play, but pivot with wisdom, experience, and integration when we need to. Gemini rules the torso, shoulders, lungs, arms, and hands. Think inspiration and expiration and think talking with your hands, right? When it comes to wellness, I mentioned earlier that Gemini needs grounding above all else and big time. My Geminis, I love you so much. I really like my, my very closest best friends, <laughs> my, my partner, Gemini energy. I love it. It is so curious and so smart, but it really can get carried away and riled up and riled out and, and rattle itself out of its vessel into fear and anxiety because it, it's, it's ungrounded, right? It's so big and so expansive. So Gemini can offer brilliant education, but it truly amounts to nothing if it can't get roots in 3D. And the very best way to get out of your head, we talked about this in Aries season, is to get into the body. The vessel is the gateway for Gemini energy to take all the swirling, twirling thoughts, concepts, understandings, and bright ideas and move them forward. Gemini season is truly a time when Unicorn Wellness Studio shines when the practice and the mat practice, you go, Oh, I see how this is so much more than an exercise, right? When we feel confused, overwhelmed, stuck in our thoughts, spiraling, finding it super hard to get focused, or maybe being too focused on the future and it's brewing anxiety. That is the signal to get on the mat. I live my life by this. Our unicorn wellness studio mat practice sifts, sorts, organizes, and offers an energetic clean sweep of our thoughts, inspirations, and ideas. Imagine that like your brains, you know, this like cobwebby disheveled office with all the drawers open and just paper piles everywhere. But you get on that mat and get into the body. You let my cues lead you just for that hot second of 30 minutes, right? And then when you leave, it's like, oh, everything's in their file folder. These are neatly stacked. Those have been added to the online reference and now they can be recycled. It's clean and sorted and organized. And there's a to-do list now in that mental desk. And you go, I'm going to start here, right? When we leave the mat, it's a whole new ball game of what we can implement and do with our ideas and concepts while kind of sweeping the fear, the anxiety, and the stress into a little dustbin that goes, I still see you, you exist, but you don't get to lead things right now, right? Never underestimate the power of our mat practice. It's pure magic. And it truly is more about our emotional and mental magic than anything else. So for members of unicornwellnessstudio.com in this Gemini season, you will see shoulder flossing 
heart openers, a focus on our breath, as well as exercises that unite the right and left sides of the body. I just love this because I'm such a nerd, right? It's like the midline integration in honor of our two-faced twins, right? Bring it to center and movements on all fours that literally connect us to the ground for grounding plus wrist mobility and strength. Now let's move into our Gemini season tarot reading. (sighs) We're here already. (laughs) I'm pulling just one card for us for this Gemini season. This card will be the spirit in which to move through things spirit in which to move through the season, because there is no way out, (laughs) but through, right? So here we go. If you are members of unicornwellnessstudio.com, you have your new and your full moon tarot readings to anchor into. If you are a magical mentee with me, you have your individual readings to refer to, but this single card, right? Does act as a macro and a micro cycle throughout this year. And for those who are listening on the podcast only right now, you've got your spring forecast to lean into as a macro cycle, and you've got each monthly astrological card to lean into as your micro cycle. So there's truly something here for everyone. Okay, here we go. So the spirit in which to move through this Gemini season, I'm using the Lightseer's Tarot, by the way. Oh, let's see. What do we got here? What is our card of this season? Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) It's the devil. Oh, major arcana time. Well, you know, it didn't feel simple (laughs) as I was putting these, this, podcast together, right? Because this episode, as I'm writing things out, things are channeled through that want to be heard, right? So here we go. The spirit in which to move through this Gemini season is the devil. And that always sounds kind of ominous. I think for my community and listeners, y'all kind of know the deal now, but there are certain cards that on the whole, you know, the collective tends to fear a bit and the devil is one of them in this deck. Um, I will have an image in my Instagram feed of, of this card, and I will put it in, um, the Instagram stories the week that this episode is published. Um, but you can also look it up online. So this is Lightseer's deck. This is the devil. This is a major arcana card. So major arcana cards are about bigger lessons. This is soul-based lessons. These are spiritually based lessons and they often have so much to do with karma. What we burn again, what we're here to learn, what we weren't able to learn through in past lifetimes. It's another opportunity. And the devil card is one of the cards that, you know, people tend to be like, Ooh, I really don't want that one coming out, but this is connected to old concepts of God and the judge in the sky and the devil who's controlling us, which is not the case, right? We are equally our own exaltation, our own divinity, right? God, goddess, and we are one. We are them. They are us. We are reflections and illuminations. The devil card, you know, is very similar. It's the devil within us, right? the things that we allow to hold us back or keep us down. And in this deck though, I I giggle at it because 
y'all, he's he's quite attractive in this text. So you're like, it's not scary per se, you know, but he's holding out his hand. It's it's enticing, it's seductive, right? And it's got these energies of like naughtiness. It's got a lot of Scorpio energy to it, right? So Scorpio, the eclipse that just happened was in Scorpio. But for those who are unicorn well in the studio members, we had a discussion and offering of the, the Sagittarian energies that it offered us. But for this card for Gemini season, I will focus. Um, it, it has this, you know, invitation to what feels seductive, right? And that can mean so many things to so many people. But the devil card at its heart is really our own bad habits as a human, right? The things that we allow to hold us back, the, the stories that we stay connected to, that we keep retelling, right? The devils that we know. So here we were talking about eclipse season and eclipse season walking us down the corridor and putting us on the threshold of fresh starts, new beginnings, abundance, joy, and healing, and truly releasing some really deep old baggage from multiple lifetimes. And we stand at that threshold and we have the option to walk through it, do something different, be brave, you know, step into the unknown, be awkward or turn around and walk back down that hallway, go back to what we know. Well, the devils that we know, right? Sometimes there's a reason to choose that. But in this Gemini season, off of this eclipse energy through the channeled, you know, information that wants to be heard in this cycle, in this reading, in this episode, that in it's so enticing and a little seductive to go back to what we know, because as humans, we want to feel safe and what is known is safe. The devil that we, I'd rather deal with what I know. Would you though? Because this card is the call out that says it's time to be brave. It's time to release what you know. It's time to step into the unknown, right? So it does have this vibe as we're talking through it and sitting here with this energy, this card does have this vibe of like the devil on your shoulder <laughs> versus the angel on your shoulder. That devil seems like fun. <laughs> it seems easier, right? Come on nobody will know is there really anybody watching your movie or your story are they really gonna know that you walked back down that hallway rather than taking the leap into the abundant threshold well it doesn't matter what anyone else knows it only matters what you know so gemini season is offering us the devil it says you gotta get real you gotta get real honest and probably the reality the reveals were offered in that last eclipse right? So when this episode goes live, it'll be the 18th of May. And this eclipse really only occurred two or three days ago. So it's got all kinds of dark shadows trying to hold us back. Now, I'm not afraid of the dark. I love the dark. Give me some Lilith if you haven't listened to that episode, right? Healing happens in the dark, but there's a different energy right now that's offering the shadows, right? The shadows can hold us back when we don't bring them into the light, when we don't make friends with them. So this has got this interesting vibe of like, he's holding out his hand on this card. The devil is, and it's like the shadows are trying to pull you back into the dark. Meanwhile, what source wants us to hear is that yeah, we can take the hand of our own devil, 
but the goal is to pull them through the threshold with us. And I know, you know, y'all may be like, why, why would we pull the devil through the threshold with us? Well, healing happens by integrating our shadows. Like, so think of our shadows in this condensed form as the devil card, right? And so rather than letting the devil pull us back into the dark hole of the abyss, into shame, into self-judgment, into, you know, uh, unworthiness and unlovable and not enoughness, that our goal to heal is to take the hand of the devil of our shadows and bring them into the light, hug them, integrate them and say, I love you. I see you. You're a part of me. I get it. Sometimes we have a lot of fun together, right? But you don't get to drive the bus and you don't get to hold me back. You're going to have to come with me and walk with me forward in this incarnation. Oh, there's so much energy coming through right now, y'all, right? Like healing in its ultimate variations of shadow healing, of wound and trauma healing is to hold hands with our shadows, the devils that we know and walk them around, introduce them to people. (laughs) This is my shadow. (laughs) They'll be with me for a lifetime could you get them a glass of water as well? (laughs) Right. You know, and to eventually get to a place of knowing our shadows and our personal devils so well that we can be proud of them. Right now it's a tall order and it's a process, but it's really fascinating because this eclipse season corridor is very deeply connected and entrenched and like interwoven. It's showing me It's showing me like Teflon netting, you know, like, like screen that you would put on a, an old house, like on a screen door that they're so interwoven, right. That we really, the, the work of Gemini season is not to overthink things and not to, to, to gaslight ourselves and not to, again, have truths that want to be integrated to move forward. And not to tell ourselves the cerebral cognitive lies that keep us hidden and held back. So the devil, right? Again, it can be simple things. I talk about this in, in, in tarot readings all the time. The devil can be like hitting snooze too many times. Like that's a devil that holds us back, right? Because for some, those who hit snooze a million times, carry shame and guilt into their day right off the bat. Terrible person. I hit snooze seven times and I'm just laying here. I must be so lazy and sad. No, I mean, that's (laughs) self-judgment. Clearly you need more rest. (laughs) So how can we take the devils that we know and turn them into our friends to where we could eventually show them off, you know, when we know that we have those simple day-to-day habits, then it's up to us to do the parenting and the adulting to shift them. Well, why are we avoiding getting up in the morning? Do we really dislike our lives that much? Right. Do we feel alone? Does it all feel like effort and work and draining? Is there joy? Are we connecting with people? Is it fun at all? If it's not, what kind of support and help do we need to recruit to move us into healthier behaviors and maybe just some fun, right? 
So the devils can be simple and tiny. I will constantly discuss my relationship with coffee, right? Because sometimes the devils are like, just drinking too much coffee, right? Because it's fun, um, because it tastes good for those who love it. Um, but also knowing that maybe that's not the right thing for our nervous systems. And maybe our system could, could use a little break and to not be stimulated all the time. So we have to lean into what we know about ourselves, what we know about the experiences we're having, because isn't that the issue? Like we feel a certain way, we think certain things, but we're not quite sure how to shift it. Well, sometimes just identifying, okay, well, let's lay out all the things that we feel ashamed of in our days and our weeks, lay out those shadows, list out those devils, right? And then rather than approaching it with judgment and shame, right? Old school, patriarchal religion, God complex. You should feel shame for being human. Fuck that. Yes, we're human. We're also divine. We're divine children of the cosmos and of earth. There's balance in it and it's messy but if we can move through it with curiosity rather than judgment, one of my favorites passed along from a friend, right? But what's more Gemini than that in its exaltation? Curious. Gemini is so curious. How does this work? Why does that work? Why would they do it this way? How could we do it another way? Right? So this Gemini season is really calling us on the carpet of like, what was revealed in eclipse season? Where is our shame still hiding? Why do we feel shame in it? And how are we perpetuating our own shame? And as someone I just had a conversation with today said, can we just drop it sometimes? Why does it need to be so heady and feely? Can we just shift what we're doing? <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, you can. You could, maybe not everybody, right? And maybe not every time there's something to heal. But sometimes, yes, you can. Sometimes you can just change your mind and wake up and do something different. So this Gemini season has us anchoring into the devil, feeling like we're being controlled by some outside force, right? This is where we give up our power, where we abandon ourselves and where our concepts of, of healing really like, oh, this is the work, right? Like, speaking from personal experience, right? With my Pisces moon, Pisces moon loves to be the victim, right? Because we feel everything and everybody's so mean. Life is really hard. But the moment we place ourselves in the victim category, we give up all power, right? So the devil here is trying to convince us you don't have power. You don't have choice. You can't control this. You cannot change it. You can't shift it. We always have choices. We do. We may not always like the options. And typically that's when a lot of self-adulting, a lot of self-parenting comes in. I didn't want to do that. Our inner child and our inner teens, like, I don't want to do that. Okay. Well, it's what needs to be done to move us through, to get to the next, to heal, to lighten the load to integrate our shadows. 
So the devil here, what's coming through for us is that like our inner team, it's interesting, like for readings with me, like there's so much healing work that's easily accessible and go, you know, Googleable for the inner child. And it's just a staple of healing work, but the inner teen comes up a ton in unicorn wellness readings, right. For magical mentees and for personal readings, because the teen is this period of time in our lives, you know, it's meant to cultivate identity and independence. We are supposed to wear a hundred different masks, change our hair, change our clothes, change who, how we, you know, talk, what we're listening to. It's an exploration time. So much of that gets judged, right? That most of us didn't get that opportunity to explore multiple different identities in order to really lean into what it ours feels like, right? Who am I really? Well, sometimes you got to try a bunch of different things <laughs> before you know. So if it was stunted, you know, or controlled or gosh, darn it, there was just things happening that you didn't get that opportunity. There's a calling here of that. The inner teen needs healing that there's, this is one of the devils for this season to work with. Yeah. Because the inner teen is like, I don't want to go to bed at a certain time. Like, why do I have to eat that? Or why can't I eat that anymore? I should be able to do whatever I want. So there's a call here. I mean, this is, this is truly channeled messaging coming through for whoever's listening for this episode for, for Gemini season of you lean into what you weren't allowed to do, what you couldn't do, what you didn't get a chance to do. And this can be for those who, um, you know, had, didn't have nurture caregivers who really played a parental role that you were responsible for raising yourselves. There wasn't anyone there, you know, that you took on adult roles very early and very soon for security, stability, and for safety. And so then you didn't get those teen years to explore, right. To try things on, to make mistakes. And so there's been so much adulting in this lifetime so far that the last thing that your inner child, your inner teen wants to do is some of the basic adulting, go to bed on time, drink enough water. Like all the things we teach on unicornwellnessstudio.com, like basic self-care things. These are actually really epic and really do pull us up and out of our devils, right? Cause the more care we take for ourselves, the more love we're infusing to ourselves. I am worth taking care of. And I'm worth like thriving versus just surviving. So there's a lot of messaging here that our inner teens had to survive for various reasons. And we skipped this stage of being able to explore our identities and that there wasn't enough play and experimentation in some ways in that period of time. And so now your inner teens like (laughs) trying to like flex, but in these, like, really, you're like, Oh, boo, that's not really flexing. You're just staying up and reading too. <laughs> like, Not drinking water. Isn't really a flex. It's really only hurting yourself. So it's really interesting. It's like, there's really deep connotations here, but also really light connotations here. And so when we, you know, start to self-parent, this is an act of self-love. This helps to heal these places where our parents weren't able or capable of being nurture caregivers in the way we wanted them or needed them to be. 
no shame or judgment on them. Every human, I genuinely believe this, is really just trying to do the best they can. And we are just layers upon layers of trauma and wounds (laughs) as humans, right? And God bless our place and space in this timeline that we get to listen to this podcast, that I get to speak this podcast, that we get to embark on this work in a very easy privileged way, right? So many people don't have the bandwidth, the time and the space to do it. So it really is powerful for us to do this because we're making space for more to do it, believe it or not, right? So it's not about shame and blame on what they couldn't heal, what they wasn't available for healing for them or what they chose not to heal, right? Resources, time, money, energy, culture, limitations, but it's really calling us, you know, the self-parenting of getting on the mat, drinking half your body weight ounces of water a day, having a bedtime, doing things that are fun and playful that bring you joy, not getting stuck in boxes of what adults do and what's normal and what women or men are, you know, of our age do, or even being stuck in a gender binary. Like you can be more of yourself, more authentic, more honest, and more true at any point in your life. That is self-care that is healing. And that is love, but it comes from self-parenting, right? And so then you end up healing the dynamic of the mother wound of father wound because you learn how to care for yourself. And yeah, it's really shitty. I mean, I'm just going to say it because I've was angry for a lot of years. I'm great. Now I have to take care of myself because nobody else really did it. Yeah. Be angry about it. Be annoyed, vent, sift, sort, share it, work with your therapist, work with me in magical mentoring, but don't let the anger and the annoyance and the frustration that is very real in that experience prevent you from healing. So back to the devil, there's no way out, but through, right? The devil will prevent our healing. It will pull us back into repeating cycles. As a trainer, like on the fitness floor for years, you know, the, the quote that is always utilized is the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over and over and expecting a different outcome. So like back in the day when you'd see people in the gym and they come in and they do the exact same workout over and over and over and over and over. They don't try a class. They're cardio kids. They don't get on the lifting floor. They're on the lifting floor. They never do cardio. They're on the lifting floor. They won't go to the Pilates studio. No, they're runners. They won't do yoga, but they're practicing insanity. They're doing the same thing over and over again, but expecting a different result. You know, meanwhile, they're doing the same damn thing and they don't like the results they're getting, right? Life is the same way. The devil is, are the things you're doing over and over and over that are generating the same results. You want a different result? You're going to have to do something different. And it can't be about someone else doing something different so that you can react or respond to it. This is where we give up power 
This is where we self-abandon. Empowerment, healing, self-revolution is taking a step that's just a hair different. True Gemini style, it's a willingness to be wrong. Gemini doesn't, I think at its heart, really want to be wrong, (laughs) but you know, in exaltation, it's super willing to be wrong, to learn, to expand, to move forward. Right. So the card of the season is the devil. The spirit in which to move through this Gemini season is to take hands with your devil with your shadows, with your wounds, right? But don't allow the devil to pull you back into the dark. You get to pull the devil forward with you to walk with you. And earlier I mentioned that, you know, a goal of healing in this lifetime is to, you know, Prance your shadows out there with you. Be proud of them. Look what I survived. Look what I have healed through. Look what I didn't give up on. Constructive pride in yourself, right? Leo energy. Sometimes these tiny shifts of perspective of how we can utilize the same energies at play, right? The hanged one. Shift of perspective really can change everything, but we have to be willing to be wrong. And this is truly a season. This is coming through of, you know, are you attached to the story? Are you attached to the trauma, the drama, the shadow? Are you attached to being right? Or do you really want to solve something? Do you really want to heal something or do you really want to let go and drop some baggage? Because when you get to the place, you really want to let go of baggage. We'll tell you, you will be willing to do anything and you will be so willing to be so wrong to get to the goal. But that's a lot of humility. It's a lot of trust. It's a lot of ego release. It's a lot of vulnerability and therefore a ton of bravery. So to reference the corridor we've been walking down, right? When you stand at the gateway, that doorway of abundance, of healing, of next, it's terrifying, right? It's like that door opens to the cosmic unknown. And here we have this reference to the Hierophant card. You open that doorway and as a human, you're worried that if you step out into the cosmic expanse, you might just fall into a black hole, (laughs) right? You don't know if there's something else on that side of that doorway. It's a risk. It's a leap. But oh my dear, what if you fly, right? What if it's magic? Alice in Wonderland. So, the devil. 
you may feel like your shadows, your wounds, and your traumas are pulling your strings that you don't have control, that you can't change what you're doing. But I'm here offering that you can, you can, there is always something you can shift even in the tiniest, 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 tiniest places and spaces. Okay. And with that, this reading is complete. These things are something better for the highest and greatest good. Oh, involved to the harm of none. So mode it be, we will it so as a collective, you and I, now. Again, I will post a picture of this devil card in my Instagram feed the week that this episode is published. It'll be in my Instagram stories as well. It may help some of you all lean into it and I may put up some additional pieces about this card in the Instagram feed. We'll see what wants to be heard at that time. This Gemini season aims to expand your mind. It aims to heal. It wants you doing something different. <laughs> Read a book way outside your comfort zone of topics. Listen to a new podcast. If it's this one, thank you and welcome. Get grounded in your vessel. Take what was revealed in eclipse season and slowly, calmly move forward with it. Give it roots to grow and provide for the future. And my dear magic makers, make friends with the devils inside you. Yeah. They can be fun playmates. Yes, they can be terrifying tormentors, but they are a part of you. And the longer we ignore them or try to hide them, the heavier they get. Take their hand, hug them. Power of love is the most powerful healer. Learning to love all parts of yourself is not simple. It is not always easy, but it is pure magic. As always, I hope this resonates. Take what works for you, leave the rest. And thank you for letting me into your collective energies in order to facilitate this reading. Thank you, my dear magic makers for listening. I love you, and I hope your magic spark was easily accessible in this episode. The energy of Gemini needs grounding. I know I say it so much, but it's so true because it's so magic <laughs> when it gets grounded. Plus offers us the last bits of spring energy in the Northern Hemisphere, the most supported time of the entire year to begin a movement practice that sticks. If beginning a wellness practice that's in alignment with the current astrology and lunar cycles is calling you, this is the perfect time to check out my online studio, unicornwellnessstudio.com. 
to celebrate and support this season of initiating new practices and exploring new education. I'm offering 30-day guest access totally free. We've been doing this for the spring season. There's zero commitments. And with just an email address drop at unicornwellnessstudio.com right there on the homepage. If you find that this practice of 30-minute mat-based movements, guided meditation, which are also full Reiki healings, new and full moon tarot readings, and new and full moon energy forecasts, every month is a fit for you. At the end of your 30-day guest access, you'll be offered a very special membership rate only available to those who activate this 30-day free offer. Little asterisk, you can only activate one per 365 days. We do check. Let's be fair. (laughs) Keep an eye on your email at the end of your 30 days and reach out to me with any questions you might have about a unicorn wellness membership. You can find me on Instagram at Tandy underscore Gutierrez. Links are below in the show notes. Now it's time, if you haven't already, to hit the subscribe button so you never miss this magic. If this episode has you thinking of someone else who needs this spark, share it. And if it resonates with you to rate and review the podcast, I would be ever so grateful. The more ratings and reviews the show has, the easier it is for other seeking souls to find their healing home base. It's a super simple way for you to support someone else's healing. If you have topics you'd like to hear me cover or guests you'd like to hear on the show, or hey, you just want to say hi, DM me on Instagram at Tandy underscore Gutierrez and make sure to check out all of my offerings at unicornwellnessstudio.com. Links are below in the show notes. I love you so very much. And remember, healing is for you. And it all starts with just that one 